0: So this week, we're jumping in to find out Blue Beetle, Jaime Riaz, the third reincarnation of the character, or I guess third one to wear the mantle. I'm being joined this week by Mr. Moon once again. What do you know about Blue Beetle? Not a
1: whole lot, man. I remember hearing of him from time to time growing up.
0: I was going to say, growing up, you probably would have heard of some of his other incarnations, but uh, this one's actually a fairly new conception, so let's get into it. Jaime Riaz, Real World. So Jaime Riaz is a superhero appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics, created by Keith Giffen and John Rogers and uh, Coley Hamner. A character, uh, the character made his first appearance in the Infinity Crisis, issue number three, February 2006. So this is a, oh man, that's over 20 years ago. (laughs)
1: Careful, you're going to hurt
0: yourself. uh, Almost 20 years ago. Almost 20 years ago. Oh God. So new by our standards, (laughs) but I guess old by some young people's standards. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Jaime Rays is the third character to assume the mantle of Blue Beetle.
0: So, yeah, there are, we may do episodes later on of the other Blue Beetles, but for now, because of the movie coming out, let's talk about this one. So his own monthly series debuted two months later with Blue Beetle Volume 7, issue number one, in May 2006. It was initially written by Keith Giffen and John Rogers with artist Coley Col- uh, Hammer. Hamner and once again apologies if I butcher last names
1: Giffen left before issue number 10 and Rogers took over full writing duties joined by a new artist Raphael Albuquerque
0: so Rogers left in issue number 25 to concentrate on his television series leverage Which, that was kind of cool. I didn't know the guy who worked on Blue Beetle also worked on Leverage. Pretty fun show. Is it? Oh, yeah. I I definitely do recommend it. After a couple of
1: fill-in issues, Leia Sturges became the main writer in issue 29, but the series was canceled the last issue, number 36, in February
0: 2009. So, not the longest run, Uh, unfortunately, like... With as much popularity as this character has been given over the past few years, and that's sad to see he had such humble beginnings. So the editor, Dan DDO, uh, put the cancellation down to poor sales and said that Blue Beetle was a book that was started with very high expectations, but it lost its audience along the way. Which, that unfortunately, there's a lot of characters who have such major potential, but if they can't catch on, it's just hard.
1: I feel like when you're in the, that kind of industry and your whole job is to just pump characters out left and right to keep audiences hooked, maybe he just didn't have the attention that he needed to make something solid from the start and captivating. Which,
0: unfortunately, that seems to be the case with a lot of characters.
1: The character returned in June 2009 as a co-feature of the more popular Booster Gold comic.
0: And yeah, Booster Gold has a pretty solid relationship, I want to say, with the second Blue Beetle in that. Like, they're considered best friends in the comics. We'll have to do an episode on those characters at some point. So that's kind of what we got for real world. Uh, let's go in-universe. So in-universe, Jaime lives in El Paso, Texas um, as the son of Albert Reyes and uh, Bianca Reyes and the brother of Milagro Reyes. Milagro Reyes? I feel like I should know this considering I'm Hispanic. (laughs) You're a bad excuse. I'm, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jaime has an acute sense of responsibility for his immediate family and various friends, though he complains about having to sort out their various problems. He derives strength and courage from his family's support, wanting what's best for them. I mean, I would complain too about having to always deal with other people's problems. Same. Like I want to go through, like, I'll support you.
0: But I want to do my stuff in life. Gosh dang it! Exactly. Also, he is one of the few unique characters where his family does play a big, significant role in him as a hero. Oh, and that. So let's get into that. So um, uh, let's get into the Infinite Crisis. So the mystical scarab that given uh, Dan Garrett his powers had been uh, thought destroyed. When it was found intact, it was given to Ted Cord, who was never able to use it. So, yeah, he gets his powers from a, like, a scarab, basically nanotechnology thing.
1: Interesting. Wonder who it was created by.
0: Oh, we'll find that out.
1: <laughs> after an attack by Brother I, the scarab appeared energized, and Ted brought it to the wizard Shazam, who took it and sent Ted away. Shortly after, in the Day of Vengeance storyline, Shazam was killed and the Scarab was blasted across the globe, along with shards from the Rock of Eternity.
0: Yeah, that, the crisis incidents always have a lot of chaos going on in the comics. Yeah. So the Scarab came to Earth in El Paso, Texas, where uh, Jaime picked it up. Not long after Booster Gold appeared at uh, Jaime's house to retrieve it, but it fused itself to Jaime's spine and while he was sleeping. Oh, jeez. Yeah, the Scarab is uh, basically, it tries to find a host. So don't just leave it sitting there. Don't put it on your de- uh, your dresser as a, yeah. as a good luck
1: token. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Booster recruited Jaime for Batman's assault on Brother Eye's satellite. Since the Scarab was the only thing that could see the satellite. Using the Scarab's power, Jaime was able to reveal the satellite to Batman Group, and enable them
0: to defeat it in their spaceship. Yep, uh, so this is a high-tech piece of equipment that is, uh, as we're going to discover, not exactly Earth-oriented. So once Brother Eye was sent plummeting to Earth, uh, Hymes disappeared from the ship, teleported away by the Scarab, which sought to escape the Green Lantern on board. And we'll find out why here shortly.
1: So an ongoing series... Jaime was seen in his own monthly series fighting off Green Lantern guy Gardner, who had been driven to rage by his ring's reaction to the Scarab.
0: Yeah, the Green Lanterns and the Scarab have a history. So a flashback expanded on Jaime's discovery of the Scarab, revealing how the Scarab bonded itself to Jaime and showing his first encounter with the uh, Metahuman, or with a Metahuman. After that fight with Guy Gardner, uh, Jaime found himself alone and naked in the desert and had to hitchhike home.
1: I try to explain that to whoever picks you up when you're hitchhiking.
0: Oh, dude, right? That I always love <laughs> that that's like a plot point of anytime they get time stra- a character will be stranded, they're always naked. Because I'm just like, man, that's got to be like just walking down. Just like, man, I wonder if somebody would have actually stopped had I been wearing clothes. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Upon his return, Jaime discovered he had been missing for a whole year because the Scarab used a dimensional mode of transport to get back to Earth. Unlike most superheroes, Jaime shares his identity with family and friends.
0: Yep. Right there. Which, honestly, I feel as though it would just make things so much easier if you did. To an extent, like... Because I always love, like, when superheroes are like, oh, I can't reveal my identity, even my family, otherwise it will put them in danger. You know what's even more dangerous? Being attacked in your home and your family has no idea why.
1: Yeah, that seems like you're just setting everybody to fail.
0: Yeah. You know? I'm like, I get you also don't, like, definitely there would be people in my life I wouldn't tell because I'd be like, they're going to blab to someone. But I'd at least tell the ones I knew I could trust to be like, hey, by the way, if we're in a situation and I disappear, i I'm the guy in the blue suit fighting the villain. Yeah. Like, don't worry about me. Don't (laughs) stick around trying to find me and almost get killed. Yeah, I I guess uh, both sides of the story or
1: both sides of the coin make sense. But just imagine poor Aunt May randomly getting her house ransacked
0: because somebody thought Spider-Man lived there or found out that he did. Exactly. So he began a career as a superhero, meeting Oracle, the Phantom Stranger, and the current Peacemaker during his early adventures, and ends up in conflict with supervillains like the ones that work for the criminal boss, Le Demas. La Dama. La Dama? He often associates himself with a street gang, gang of local superhumans known as the, uh, the Posse. He. Uh, his support team agreed to help Jaime track crime and natural disasters in the Midwest via internet. Which that's another nice thing about having your family with that—they can like be your support team.
1: Yeah, sure. Contrary to Jaime's initial belief, the Scarab is revealed to be extraterrestrial technology. However, magical influences involving the first contact with Earthmen left the Scarab corrupted and uncontrollable by the Reach of Space Sector 2.
0: Yep. The Reach are basically an invasive alien species that basically conquer and take over places. And yeah, so kind of going into... So
1: then a little bit of irony that their own tool was corrupted by humans and now hey look you got the superhuman that's gonna
0: it was people. weirdly a big uh, i don't know if you've ever seen the uh the young justice series anybody listening to this i highly recommend it as a watch great series went through a lot of turmoil as far as like behind the scenes like being able to produce it and stuff but they actually stay pretty close to Jaime's real origin stories in it. Oh, because the reach actually become a factor So uh, Gardner, uh, the Green Lantern Gardner, returns and reveals how the Reach and the Green Lantern Corps had battled in the past, forcing the Reach into a truce. The Reach continued pursuing their invasion plans, offering scarabs as a protector, and then forcibly turning the host into their vanguard okay so and Trojan that's, horse yep and that's kind of what the Reach how the Scarabs work is they send them out to planets that have potential for life and then when sentient life forms it attaches to one of the sentient beings and then presents them as a protector because if the Reach are invited to the planet the Green Lantern core, t- core technically is not allowed to intervene uh, <laughs> wow all right. So, yeah, that's kind of how they kind of get around that truce.
1: <laughs> the Scarab's fully functional AI acts as an agent for the Reach. As Jaime's Scarab has only a partially functioning AI, failing more and more into his control and forming an alliance with him, the Reach changed their agenda into a feigning relationship with Jaime and Earth, attacking him in a more subversive manner.
0: Yeah, so basically, um, that's kind of what we got for Bluebeel's story. But yeah, basically, the thing, what I love about the Scarab and Jaime's relationship is the Scarab is technically sentient. It's a high-level, a very advanced AI system, but it is under control of the Reach. But through magical means, they sever that connection to the Reach, so now it's kind of... On its own, it's not controlled by the Reach, so generally, its hosts it tends to form more of an actual bond with. Mm, he does have trouble controlling it because it basically, because it's an AI, it's so analytical that it basically will just be like, That's a threat, we should kill it. It's like, No, 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 like, let's not kill it. It's just a human, it's just a guy with a knife, not no reason to vaporize him. <laughs> And that So him and the Scarab are at odds a lot of the time just because the Scarab is just very like, well, why don't we just blow that thing up? It's like, because of the casualties? I mean. What's your point? What's your point? <laughs> like, it would effectively end this conflict. So, yeah, definitely a unique relationship. Um, and that's kind of what we got for this character. Uh, very short one. I imagine there's definitely going to be more coming out about him, especially with the movie. And I've heard about new comics being published, so. Interesting. So let's get into powers and abilities. So, Mind Link. Due to his bond with uh, Kejada, Jame has a powerful Mind Link to the Scarab and uh, can call forth at will, even if it manages manages to be severed. Interesting. Right? So equipment, the blue the blue Beale scarab obviously, and the blue Beale scarab has a assortment of tools. Like the battle armor itself with the scarab uh with the scarab Hymes is a uh, can produce a suit of armor around his body capable of great feats in like enhanced strength, uh technomorphy. Uh, he can manipulate the armor to make many shapes, usually in the form of weapons. He has a plasma cannon, wings, melee weapon production, uh, so he can do blades, maces, hammers, like all that stuff. He also has energy pulses and an energy shield, which pretty effective. Sounds like a bug version of Iron Man. Kind of, definitely more, definitely on the level of Iron Man. I'd argue, I'd argue it's closer to Iron Man's. Um, Iron Man does have a techno suit that he develops later on that's more symbiotic with him. Yeah. And that's similar to this. So his weakness. The Scarab in and of itself is also a weakness. Although the Scarab gives Jaime's great power, it also wrestles for control over his, uh, like, with him occasionally. Which you see in the comics and in the cartoons, like, the Scarab will want to do something and Jaime's has to fight it from doing that. So it's kind of one of those like later on they become more friends, but at first it's definitely a battle between like their objectives and that like one he's just like he's like why don't we just murk this guy and get yeah. it over with and he's like we don't kill people and he's like I don't know why
1: it's <laughs> logical to me
0: exactly another <laughs> media the short list for this one
1: in TV this version of Blue Beetle appears in an episode of Smallville Batman the Brave and the Bold. Young Justice, and Justice League action.
0: And yeah, definitely I recommend The uh, Young Justice. Great, great show.
1: And <laughs> film. This version appears in the DC animated movie universe as a member of the Teen Titans in Justice League versus Teen Titans, Teen Titans, The Judas Contract, and as a non speaking role in a flashback in Justice League Dark Apocalyptus War.
0: Which all those are also great watches. Oh uh, man,
1: Teen Titans!
0: I will say the animated the animated um, movies DC nailed it. They they brought the heat. Sad that the live action didn't.
1: <laughs> Wonder why there's that disconnect,
0: right? Uh, this version of the Blue
1: Beetle is set to make his live action debut in August 2023 in his
0: own film, Blue Beetle. Which. I, I've seen previews, some people are like, it's too comedic, it's too... Ju-. I'm like, honestly, I'm excited. It looks good, and it looks pretty accurate to like what the suit does and everything. I think it'll be cool, just
1: because it's
0: going to be fresh. Yeah. It's not
1: a remake of a remake of a remake of...
0: It's new. Yeah. They're finally bringing in new blood into the movies. Finally. Alright, in video games, this
1: version appears in Batman, The Brave and the Bold the video game Young Justice, Legacy Infinite Crisis, Lego Batman 3, Beyond Gotham, Injustice 2, and Lego DC Supervillains.
0: Yeah, I actually uh, just downloaded Injustice 2. He's a fun character to play with. (laughs) Yeah? Yep. (laughs) So that's kind of what we got on Blue Beetle, Jaime Reyes. Uh, Later on, we may do episodes on the previous Blue Beetles, but for now... um, I guess the last question I ask every week, uh, Mr. Moon, you a fan? To be determined. I, uh, I'm curious. I mean, a blue version of
1: Iron Man, a bug version of Iron Man sounds pretty cool. And I'm curious to see how this live action goes with him. I'll have to go back and watch uh, the Teen Titans that have him in it,
0: but to be determined. I will say I'm a big fan. Honestly, I didn't know much about this version of him from the comics. I knew the other ones. But I'll just say, like, the young young Justice really made me a big fan of the character. And I thought their portrayal of him, especially from the research I've done on him now, on point. For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, comic, cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time, you're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.